0: Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in him. Uh, Please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjameslutheran.org. But the tax collector stood at a distance, he wouldn't even look up to heaven. But beat his breast and said, God have mercy on me, a sinner. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. There's no worse feeling in the world than feeling helpless, dumb. You're in a situation and you, you got nothing. You absolutely, completely have to rely on, on somebody else I guess especially when you're in a strange place right I mean, know if you've been in a situation like that you don't know anything you absolutely have to rely on someone else you, you don't you can't help yourself I think of that yesterday we were doing our, our wedding there and I came and we had once in a while we'll have uh, a, a beat up old fella out there out in front there you know a beggar um, broken down by the world you know has got nothing you usually give him a cup of coffee and Say hello. Talk about Christ. (laughs) But really, you're thinking, what would it be like to be that guy? Absolutely dependent on someone else taking care of you. Absolutely dependent on other people's kindness. Luther knew what that felt like. When he died... In his pocket was a piece of paper, and it simply said, We are all beggars. Reminding him, reminding us that's who we are when it comes to righteousness, but when it comes to getting by in this world. In the end, we are all no different in any way. And that fell outside. Absolutely relying on God's grace for our daily cup of coffee, let alone our salvation. That is what the Reformation is all about. And praise God, we can be helpless because He absolutely, undoubtedly, and completely gives us everything, let alone eternal life and forgiveness. Amen? (laughs) Alright So Luther's journey Interestingly what got him to that point In 1517 Of had enough Was a Journey of uh, Helplessness It started out he was going to uh, He's not the only one that made this journey by the way He started out going to law school His dad wanted to be A lawyer He's doing well Smart guy. He's coming back home, classic college trip, come home, eat all parents' food, and go back to school, something like that. And on his way there, uh, a crazy storm happens, lightning crashes, the tree falls down, and he has a meets Jesus moment. Have you ever had that before, when something awful happens and you start reflecting upon your whole life? Don't lie, you have. I don't care if you're a non-believer, unbeliever, de-believer, whatever. Things freak you out. Your whole life goes behind, but, you know, in front of you. And you really start thinking about the meaning of life for a second. Of course, that happens, goes by. You say your vows. I think the first service I said, I did this in college every Friday night. But that's one topic. the And you make those vows. Oh, Lord, I'm going to do this, right? I'm going to do that, but change my ways. <laughs> Luther had that he realized like you know you're looking at Jesus I'm not ready to die if I were to die I'm not ready to, I'm not going to go to heaven I'm a bad person what am I doing and so in response to that boy I better get make it right with God so what does he do he joins what would you do you would go to seminary be I mean, pastor because you guys think I'm really holy right is that no no takers I'm going to go to monasteries. He goes to the monastery, be a monk. What are you going to do there? Well, you're just, you're going to leave this doggone world. You're going to just be in a situation where you're just surrounded by righteous people. That'll get you to heaven, right? That'll make you pleasing before God. And you're going to read the Bible every day. And you're going to do whatever monks do in monasteries, you know. You take vows. You take you, you self-discipline. You re- deny sin. You remove yourself from temptation is really what you do. You take a vow of celibacy and a vow of silence. But I mean, he was doing everything. He was the best monk they ever seen. To the point where his superiors had to come out like at two in the morning while he's scrubbing the floor and say, Luther, dude, you're making us all look bad. You know, you're freaking us out a little bit. And he was, saying, he was taking what they were saying and going all the way. I need to be righteous. But all the time on this journey of defeating sin and denying himself and being a better person, he came to, came to Ending up on his knees Lord have mercy He wasn't getting there He didn't feel any more righteous Than he did when he first joined the monastery In fact he saw more sin He's selfish, he covets I mean he can deny everything right He's still sinning, it's just just like Islam They make, many sections right Make women put on all that stuff So you don't look at any flesh Why? So the guys won't sin Do you think that works? No, it doesn't. Because that's how bad guys are, by the way. (laughs) But that's what's going on in the monastery. And it's good intention, by the way. It's good intention. A desire to be holy, a desire to be righteous. Let me tell you that. Luther's finding he's getting absolutely nowhere. He excels at the languages and his studies. He ends up at Wittenberg, and uh, he's an expert in 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 the Torah and in Hebrew and Greek. And he's teaching. He's went to Rome. He was chosen to represent uh, his uh, his monastery and go to Rome. I mean, all the accolades, and yet still felt like nothing. To the point. Where he started to hate God. Because the church taught that God was holy. And that God was loving. And the church taught how Jesus died in the cross and rose again. Loves people. And the church taught you need to get yourself right with God. And you need to do this and do that and be better people. And Luther started to feeling kind of like God's a big joke. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's telling me how much he loves me, but he keeps on pulling that, that, that uh, carrot a little farther away, right? He's chasing after that righteousness and it keeps on getting moved. And he starts thinking, this is a big joke telling me there's salvation, Jesus died for me, and yet I'm never going to make it there because I'm not righteous. And that causes a little anger. And I know people just like that. That if that's their view of Christianity, it can make you a little angry at God. As you look at yourself as a sinner and you look at him as holy, I'm never going to make it. fortunately, Luther is reading Scripture and not just all the commentaries on Scripture for the last couple hundred years. He's reading the Greek and the Hebrew. He's reading all the letters and he's noticing a theme that is consistent. Every single book of the Bible says the exact same thing from Genesis to Revelation. This is the theme. People are whacked out, helpless, weak sinners. God is ridiculously gracious and gives salvation and forgiveness to those that simply believe when he says it's yours, it's yours. That's everywhere. Everything, every letter that Paul writes, it starts out with Paul saying that over and over and again. You are righteous because Jesus gives it to you for free. You are completely saved because he says so. You're a saint because Christ took your place on the cross and rose again and gives it to you just like he gave this young lady today. And it's a free gift and you're absolutely helpless and passive in receiving it. That's Genesis Revelation. That's not a Lutheran thing. That is the center of the Bible, center of Scripture, etc. When Luther saw that, he wasn't the first one, by the way. Many reformers saw the same thing. It blew his mind. All the years of trying to be better and pleasing God and, and fighting sin. And all the while feeling like, what in the world? I can't make it. I'm not good enough. It's all gone and dead. When he heard the clear words of Jesus say, If the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. And peace and hope filled his heart for the first time. And the Reformation started for that purpose only, so that people may have that peace and hope. Because that's what the church is here for. It's not here to give people more loss or to make them feel condemned or a pat on the back, keep trying, which is the worst punishment you can give somebody. The church, Jesus, is here to say, it is finished. It's enough. It's done. You're free. Today's passage beautifully illustrates that. Luke tells us in 18, he says that... uh, (laughs) kind of explains it really quickly, if you want, you read along with me, chapter 18 of Luke, to some who were confident in their own righteousness, they trusted themselves to be right with God, and therefore also looked down on other people, Jesus told this parable, Two men went up to the temple to pray. One, a Pharisee, and if anybody knows, if you don't know, the Pharisee was an expert in the law, good people. They gave the most to the church. They were like the ideal Jewish synagogue-going person, or we could say here at St. James. There's the Pharisee, and there was the tax collector. A tax collector is someone who betrays his own people, works for the enemy, the Roman government, and skims off the top, literally steals from his neighbor and makes himself rich. Everybody knew it, and they were looked down, and they were sinners. They were bad. It's like the mafia. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself God, I thank you that I'm not like other men robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of all I get. Do you give a tenth to St. James of all you get? That's a big deal. His his words, he, he does things, right? The tax collector stands at a distance. Doesn't even feel like he should even be coming up to the altar area. He wouldn't even look up to heaven. He beats his breast and just says this, God have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. He gives God nothing. He doesn't say, look at this and this. He doesn't try to explain it away. I was raised by tax collectors. What am I supposed to do, right? My mom left when I was four. I had to make it like this. I don't know. Or society, culture, school. I don't know. It's in my genes. No. I'm a, tax, I'm, a I'm a sinner. I'm absolutely helpless. I'm at your mercy, God. Jesus says, I tell you, this man... Rather than the other, went home justified before God. Meaning, justified means he's right with God. Not because he did anything, proved anything, paid God back anything, but because he said, I got nothing. Only people that have nothing get everything. You can't have a little bit and think you're going to get another little bit and then have it. No. Either you have nothing, and you admit that before God, and you get everything. When I hear this parable, I feel like we want to know what happened to this guy. I mean, just one sentence, just like the thief on the cross, right? Thank God he was killed right after he confessed the faith. Because if we would have followed either of those guys around, surely we're going to find someone, you know, are they really a a believer? Did this guy praying, oh yeah, he sounds like he changed his heart right there, but did he go on doing it? Did he he prove to God? Did he go on and do great things? Did he follow through? Surely God wants to put you on probation. He doesn't just give you grace. What a terrible investment we are. Jesus says, this man left justified. Doesn't matter if he made it up to God or proved to the world how great of a Christian he was. Because Jesus says that justification, that salvation, that forgiveness and eternal life are a free gift, and it's only for people who've got absolute nothing. It's okay to be helpless. It's okay to say, as Luther said, I'm a beggar when it comes to righteousness. It's okay. It's scary, though, isn't it? It's scary to say you're absolutely helpless, right? It's frightening. But that's our condition. You know, when I think about this, uh, this case of this man and how quickly I think we sort of judge, Kanye West releases this uh, Christian album. I'm still, the jury's still out. Musically, I think it's good, but I hate Christian rock. And so I'm thinking this can't be good. Anyhow, <laughs> for music musically, but word wise, like this dude for last month has been talking about Jesus and forgiveness and everything. And everyone's criticizing him. Of course, the people on the left are all criticizing him, you know, for whatever. He writes, does a song about Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but the real critics that annoy me are the Christians. Who wonder, does Kanye really mean it? Is he going to follow through? Is he really going to change his life around? They're connecting his salvation to his actions and behavior. And we become just like the Pharisee, right? And we do that to one another all the time. Are you really a Christian? You really believe? That guy's a believer? He comes to church once a month? I don't know. We're just like that Pharisee. And we forget, of all people in this world, that we are saved by grace Period, And our behavior is not something that proves we're saved or gives us salvation. It's the fruit of being a person who knows you're loved by God. God produces good works, sure. But it's hard to judge those, right? Jesus nails this teaching when right after he says this to these guys, women started bringing their little infants to him to bless them, to touch them. And the big boy disciples, who just got done hearing how only beggars are saved, they start yelling at the ladies, get these little kids out of here, right? Get Josephine out of here. What is she doing in church? What is she doing in disciple time? This is for people who are smart and strong and men like us. That's really what they're doing. You're wasting Jesus' time. Jesus not the first time, gets really angry, rebukes them, and says, Let the infants come to me, for of such is the reign of God. In fact, let me blow your mind only people who understand that they are no stronger, smarter, righteous than a baby go to heaven. He doesn't say you need to be like a kid in the sense of you need to get cute again, because some of you are going to have a real problem with that. <laughs> And he's not saying you need to be like a little kid, as in you need to become innocent, because kids are not innocent. If you have any, you know this. Kids, these infants, they're weak and they're helpless, they have no value to society. And Jesus is saying, that's the kind of attitude you need to have. Just get in the boat, it's a free ride. (laughs) you're absolutely helpless like this infant who do you think you are and the good news is i'm going to take you i got you i only died for sinners i only help the helpless i only fill up the empty that's what the reformation's all about it's the good news of Jesus. And let me tell you, we need to hear that every day because we fight against that. Because we want to own it ourselves. We want to participate. And quite frankly, we don't think we're beggars or helpless because we think we're righteous. Even our secular world out there. Nick Cave does a great, I love Nick Cave. I don't know if you Nick Cave. He talks about woke culture. And, and Nick Cave is an atheist, by the way. And he says you can't stand today's woke culture because it's so self righteous see it doesn't mean just not Christians are not the only ones that are self righteous and we think that we're good and those people are bad but we all do this when we think we're right and we're good you can do this in any morality you want to we're living in a very self righteous puritanical world right now but we have good news for all our friends wherever you come from Stop. You don't need to prove that you're righteous, that you're better, that you're working hard. Relax. Just lay it down. It's okay to be helpless before God. You don't need to pretend that you're mighty and strong. Christ has done it all and gives you everything in Jesus, even his own righteousness. It's okay to be a beggar. It's okay to be helpless. In Jesus' name, amen.